1: Danielle Platka. And I'm Mark Welcome to our podcast. What the hell is going on? Mark, what are the Bidens doing now?
0: <laughs> well, we did our episode on the Trump indictment, and so now we're turning to the Biden. Biden crime family, as some have called it. And I I say that in in quotation marks, but actually based on what our guest tells us today, it's a pretty good description. Hunter Biden has been indicted on misdemeanor charges of tax evasion. We have, at the same time that that indictment was announced, which everyone uh, on the right has said is a sweetheart deal, Um, we have a IRS Criminal Division whistleblower named Gary Shapley, the House Ways and Means Committee, released testimony that he gave, hours and hours of testimony, where he laid out in great detail the efforts inside the Department of Justice to downplay this, to hinder the investigation, to basically let Hunter Biden and the biden family off scot-free uh some of the stuff in this thing is stunning can i just read you the whatsapp this is a whatsapp message from hunter biden to henry zhao who is a communist party official uh, an official with cfc china energy this is a company that paid hunter biden five million dollars and he wants more and this is what he writes this is an exact quote from hunter biden i am sitting here with my father And we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been filled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction, I am sitting here For your call with my father not that's not just a quote from the whistleblower we have an actual photograph of the whatsapp message from Hunter Biden
1: and what's the date on that and
0: the date is July 30th 2017
1: so wait a minute this is one year out of office basically for the Biden administration yes now I've said this already during this podcast but I am I'm speechless uh, about the brazen criminality of this. It's unbelievable. I mean, and and again, none of this is because Joe Biden is a Democrat. Uh, I think our listeners know uh, how hard we landed on Donald Trump for his abusive classified or national security information for his uh, efforts to interfere with uh, the elections in Georgia for his efforts to suborn his own lawyers and the vice president of the United States to run the elections for him. We could go on and on. And we have. We've done multiple episodes, which I think are really good. And Donald Trump is really, 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 really mad at Mark uh, (laughs) for that and for his writings. And yay, because, right, because truth to power. But damn, the disgusting grift of this is just... Unbelievable, and and you can't read about it anywhere.
0: So give me, uh, you can read about it in the New York Post. So uh, th- give me, let me just give you some of the details made public by the Ways and Means Committee. This is from a career criminal investigator for the IRS uh, talking about uh, the efforts to uh, undermine the investigation. The, the investigation was opened in tw- November 2018. The first son, Hunter Biden, was given the codename Sportsman by investigators. Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss sought to bring federal charges against Hunter Biden in the District of California and Washington last year and was denied both times by Biden-appointed U.S. Attorneys Martin Estrada and Matthew Graves, respectively. According to a second whistleblower who has remained anonymous, the investigation covered the years 2014 through 2019, during which Hunter and his associates received approximately $17.3 million dollars from Ukraine, Romania, and China, the first son alone scooping up personal fortune of $8.3 million. Investigators pressed for felony charges against Hunter for ducking $2.2 million in tax payments rather than misdemeanors that were announced Tuesday in a probation-only plea deal. And U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf discouraged investigators for pursuing lines questioning related to Joe Biden, saying at one point that there was no specific criminality, according to Shapley, the the IRS investigator. In fact, there was a point where they were wanted to get a warrant to search a storage shed that Hunter Biden had, and she actually called Biden's lawyers, according to Shapley, and tipped them off about the shed, so that they which allowed them to go and get whatever was in there and move it somewhere else. I mean, this is just you know as. As you said this during our discussion with with our guest Peter Schweitzer. If Donald Trump had done any
1: of this, my God! What if it was just all right. But you know what else? What if you or I had done this? Yeah. And then not paid taxes on that money. <laughs> Worst yet. I mean,
0: we'd get a probation only uh, slap on the wrist and a and, a fine. and then and then yeah. become
1: drug addicts. Yeah. And then bought a gun. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, I. Look, I get this. There are all sorts of nice families that have worse than black sheep. They have murderers. They have crooks. They have rapists. They have kidnappers. They have drug addicts. They have people who they love of whom they are ashamed. And we we get that. But that's not the case here. Okay. Hunter Biden is not the black sheep of his family. When Joe Biden had one of his very, very few official, very fancy state dinners, in this case for Narendra Modi, the prime minister of India, who was a guest of honor. I mean, Hunter Biden and his wife, not his baby mama, but his wife. I mean-
0: Or his sister-in-law with whom he had an affair.
1: Right. She wasn't there either. <laughs> um, And that's another bit of gross. But, yeah. okay, I get it. I know Joe Biden loves his son, but aren't you worried about this? Aren't you ashamed of this? Aren't you worried that your own complicity in this is going to be investigated? Well, what if he's wrapped up in it?
0: I mean, this is the thing. It's like, you know, he's defending, he's defending his son. I get that. Look, I understand it. I, By the way, on a, on a, on a tangential note, while this was all going on, Hunter was in Arkansas. Trying to uh, reduce his child support payments for to a woman with whom he had a an affair and had an out of wedlock child, and succeeded in forcing them to not allow her to use the Biden name for the child. The child can't be called Biden. Like they basically disowned this person. So if you and Joe Biden, you know, he doesn't even mention this child when he talks about his grandchildren. He has a granddaughter in Arkansas that he disowns basically. I mean, it, it, all the you know all this stuff about how these are good people and troubled family with a troubled guy. I'm sorry, if you if you don't refuse to acknowledge your grandchild, no matter how she was born, you're not a good person. You're an awful person. And, and a crooked person. And, I and mean, that but there you go. So why if, if this was the Trump family instead of the Biden family, everybody would be tearing their they're tearing every document limb from limb, trying to find out any connection whatsoever directly that implicates Donald Trump. And it's like here.
1: You have it, the message. We have the message. Now, and maybe, now maybe he was lying.
0: Right? Maybe Hunter really wasn't sitting next to Joe Biden. Maybe like that, but he says he was. We have a. This is as close to a smoking gun as you have. They should be calling Hunter in and say, "Was your father sitting next to you when they, when this was happening?" Don't they you want be- to know
1: what kind of pressure they brought to bear on these district's attorney and prosecutors yeah. that they did not pursue these cases? Yeah you know, we're becoming a banana republic where, where, you know, no, 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 I don't have to worry about Joe Blow in Pennsylvania because he's my sister's cousin's wife's hairdresser and therefore he's not going to implicate me. That's what we've become. We have the government, the federal government, using its political appointees to squash investigations and to squash punishment and to squash prosecutions or the opposite of individuals. depending on how
0: they feel about the individual exactly this is in contrast. we just had an episode with the with John Yu about the Trump prosecution right uh, and and there doesn't seem to be any squashing going on no. Uh when it when it comes to that, there's the double standard I people need to know there why is this important because we should want to know if Joe Biden was on the take through his son if he was getting any money of Chinese of, intelligence, of, of Chinese in, and that's the thing this this guy Henry Zhao is connected to Chinese intelligence and so that's a national security there's a national security question here there's a there's a corruption question that it's not this is not just Billy Carter uh, you know, uh, you know the, the, the ne'er-do-well, ne'er-do-well presidential relative trying to make money off of his brother's name. In this case, the, Hunter Biden making money off of his father's name. There's The entire family was involved in this grift. Biden's brothers, his grandchildren got money from this. There's like a dozen Biden family members that House uh, Republicans have traced through a sea of llcs how this money has trickled down into the pockets of you know more than a dozen biden family members i mean this is just gross and it's it's gross and
1: it's criminal and it's very
0: complicated and so people's eyes glaze over because it's so complicated so what we've done is we found somebody who, as we always do on this program, we find the best explainers uh, who can explain this, who can dumb it down for even Danny and I can understand it. Especially Mark. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so we've got the perfect person to do it today. So
1: Peter Schweitzer is the president of the Government Accountability Institute. He's the former William J. Casey fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. He's a number one New York Times bestselling author. His books, uh, and, and boy, he's an equal opportunity investigator. He's written a book called Red Handed, which was uh, About how American elites got rich helping China, he's written uh, a book about the Clintons' (laughs) money-making schemes. He's written a book called "Extortion: How Politicians Extract Your Money, Your Votes, and Line Their Own Pockets." He's not popular on Capitol Hill at all, not among Republicans, Republicans and not among Democrats. Democrats. Uh, He's a real catch. And and also
0: a great historian he wrote a biography of the Bush family and he wrote the best one of the best books on the Cold War Reagan's War which you and I have both read and many of our friends have as well. So here's our interview Peter, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Great to be with you Thanks for having me Well you're one of my oldest friends so it's a podcasting hasn't been complete until we got you on the show so we appreciate you <laughs> joining us. Thank you. So you are the world's leading expert on corruption, and particularly uh, corruption as relates to China. We've just had this IRS whistleblower named Gary Shapley, who testified before the House Ways and Means Committee, and they've released his testimony, and it is just groundbreaking. Tell us a little bit first, who is Shapley, and what did we learn from this testimony?
2: Well, I'd say, first of all, this is sort of a quintessentially American story, right? You have um, a a couple of guys that are uh, investigators uh, for the IRS, uh, decorated uh, senior officials. You have some FBI whistleblowers out there. They all could have comfortably gone into the night, faced retirement, had a nice life. They saw what what they saw was going on in terms of cover-up and trying to limit the investigation into this corruption uh, and they've stepped forward, uh, and essentially, what they've said is that there's ample, there was ample evidence presented for felony charges for tax evasion involving Hunter Biden, for charges under the Foreign Agents Registration Act for FARA, uh, and a myriad of other things that the the U.S. attorney up in Delaware, who was appointed by Donald Trump, uh, part of a grand jury launched in 2018 to look into Hunter Biden and the Biden family's financial dealings. Uh, that, that investigation was essentially limited by the Department of Justice. Um, they were not allowed to bring charges in different venues outside of Delaware, uh, according to the whistleblowers. Uh, and also, um, there were limitations on their ability to actually collect information. So it's it's pretty stunning. And I think uh, it's now going to be incumbent upon Congress to call some of these people before the committee under oath to explain exactly what is going on.
0: So. One of the stunning revelations in this whistleblower testimony, because, you know, Joe Biden has repeatedly said, I never talked to my son about his business dealings. I've never talked to my son. I had nothing to do with any of this. And it turns out that there was a WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a Chinese Communist Party official from CFC Energy, China Energy basically saying, I'm sitting here with my dad, and you better give us what we want. And And he mentions his dad like three times in this text message. Tell us about this. What is CFC Energy? Who is Henry Zhao, this guy he's talking to, and what's going on with this text
2: message? Yeah, this is very interesting, because Henry Zhao uh, is a, a Communist Party member. He's an, an investment guy. Uh, but he's also, and this is really important, I think, in all of these Hunter Biden deals in China, he also has very close ties to the high levels of Chinese intelligence. So, for example, in 2015, he transferred $5 million uh, to Hunter Biden. So the WhatsApp message you're talking about is actually after he had already sent Hunter $5 million. And he pulled that out of an account. We know this based on the laptop. Uh, from a business that Zhao runs with the daughter of the former minister of state security, who runs the entire spy apparatus of China. Um, and that kind of overlays everything here. So I always caution people, this is not just a corruption story. There is a very real concern we need to have about national security, possible espionage, possible, you know, the spy recruiting attempts, all of those things. Uh, but in the context of this latest revelation, um, you have Hunter Biden saying, uh, my dad's right here. You promised more money uh, based on the emails. Uh, uh, apparently, there was a promise of some 15 million dollars. Five million we know was delivered. And Hunter seems to be coming back for more. Uh, and in the initial genesis of this conversation, uh, it was made clear by Zhao that he was doing business with the Biden family. Uh, Not with Hunter's company, not with Hunter himself, but with the broader Biden family. And this kind of fits the narrative. Uh, And I think the big thing that we need to be concentrating on in Congress and in terms of reporters is the question of laws being broken, the the origins of this money. But the fundamental question that nobody in uh, Biden world has been able to explain is,
1: what was this money for? Oh, that was just uh, what I was about to ask you. But what was what was Zhao ostensibly getting for this $15 million? What's great. the
2: cover story? Yeah, the cover story was this was supposed to be an investment for a company called Burnham uh, Asset Management, which Hunter was running with his friends. But when you look through the emails, it's pretty clear this $5 million does not go to Burnham. It appears to go to Hunter Biden. Uh, himself and what we have seen in some of the revelations from the uh, congressional committee, the oversight committee is money flows in. There was a, a million dollars they disclosed, uh, that, that went in that, that was quickly dispersed among members of the family, Hunter, uh, his, his, uh, his uh, uncle James, uh, some of his other, uh, family members. It was divvied up. Hunter Black Biden's explanation for that was that this was good faith seed money for a business deal, whatever that means. But good faith, you know, seed money, whatever that is, is not money that you dole out to your family. You would keep that in a business account of some sort for a business venture. And that's what you find with all of this stuff. Money gets sent. If you look at the laptop, it's some thirty one million dollars that Hunter Biden collects from basically four Chinese businessmen. Every single one of them is, you know, good faith seed money. It's an investment. But it doesn't end up being invested in anything. It ends up circulating through the Biden family. And that's what I think we need to be focused on because these individuals are not sending money with no expectations of something in return. They're clearly expecting, and I would argue, getting something in exchange for this money.
1: What are they getting?
2: Uh, I think they're getting a couple of things. You know, people want to know what is the quid pro quo. Uh, and corruption works that way, of course. I give you money, and in return, you giving, give me something else. Uh, but honestly, corruption can also work on what you would call a retainer agreement, right, where it's not a specific act, ask, but you have established a financial sign, or relationship with the expectation of uh, beneficial treatment. And I would argue if you look at when Joe Biden and the family's deals started with China going back to 2013, the posture that Joe Biden has assumed towards China has softened remarkably during that time period. Um, and what China really is looking for, in these kinds of commercial ties they establish with leaders and their families around the world, um, they're not expecting them to be robots that, you know, echo the line of the CCP. They have a phrase for it. The phrase is they're looking for big help with a little bad mouth. So in other words, if you help them on the things that matter to them, which is generally you know, giving them good access to technology, good access to capital markets, uh, you don't do a lot in the tariff space. If you want to ding them for the Uyghurs, if you want to, as Joe Biden did recently, call them a dictator, they'll pretend to be upset and offended. But you're giving them the main things that they want. And I would argue that that's essentially what Joe Biden has done.
0: So you, you mentioned the quid pro quo. I remember a few years ago when Democrats were really, really interested in finding the quid pro quo when it came to Ukraine and Trump. But apparently they're not so interested in finding the quid pro quo today. But some people will dismiss all this and say, look, this is what happens in Washington, right? You know, I mean, Jimmy Carter, you know, was president and and Billy Carter was doing uh, doing deals with dictators. You know, there's always the corrupt presidential relative who's cashing in on the president or vice president's uh, name, What's the difference between this and Billy Carter and just, you know, basically just influence peddling?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I would argue it's quite different on a couple levels. First of all, it's systematic. Um, You know, Joe Biden became vice president of the United States in January of 2009. He was sworn in. Uh, Within four months, Hunter Biden sets up this, quote unquote, international financial business, something that he has had no experience with. Uh, his brother, James, uh, that be Joe Biden's brother, James, uh, uh, establishes various financial entities. His other brother, Frank, uh, establishes entities and starts doing deals in, in, in places like Costa Rica, where he's meeting with the Costa Rican president for solar energy projects, an area which he has no experience. I have never seen a family operate in such a systematic fashion? That's the first thing that I would say. Even the, the Clintons? Second ago, <laughs> even the Clintons. Even the Clintons. Great question. But I would say even the Clintons, um, because the Clintons at least tried to mask it through speaking fees and through the foundation. In this particular case, it is running through a collection of LLCs. This is the other thing that makes it, I think, very interesting, too, is the efforts that the family is going through to conceal the receipt of this money. Part of it, of course, is, as I said, they sort of wrap it up as a you know good faith seed money or investment in the joint venture that never happens. But the family collects dozens of LLCs and runs the money through a series of those LLCs, which... You know, in common parlance, is effectively trying to launder money. You're trying to hide the source of the fund. Uh, Billy Carter never did anything like that.
0: Yeah, Billy Carter um, sent an invoice, right? I mean, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're doing if you're doing stuff that's up, you know, I'm I'm delivering some useful service for you. You send the company an invoice, they send you money, and boom, you're you're you know, you can say I I provided a service. You may, may not like it, but that's what I did. You don't set up a chain of LLCs to launder it.
2: Exactly, exactly. And the third thing I would say is who they're actually doing the deals with. Uh, And again, I mean, I talk about this at length in the book. You look at the three people in China that steer basically $31 million to the Biden family. Each and every one of them has links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. This would be the equivalent, Mark, uh, during the Cold War uh, of Ronald Reagan's family or Jimmy Carter's family uh, taking $31 million from Russian businessmen who are tied to the KGB. I mean, there would be, you know, eruptions uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue if that happened. That's what's going on here. So, you know, you have that, 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 uh, financial investment firm set up by the Chinese government. Hunter Biden's given a $20 million ownership stake. It's called BHR. Who made that deal happen? Well, we know based on the laptops, it came from a guy named Che Fang. Che Feng, at the same time he is setting up Hunter Biden, is business partners with Ma Jian, who is the vice minister for state security in China. His responsibility is the recruitment of foreign nationals to spy on behalf of China. Or you look at the CEFC energy deal, the chairman of that firm, uh, Chairman Yi, as Hunter calls him, he funneled some $6 million uh, to Hunter Biden. Yi before he took this job to help to, to run this energy concern, which, by the way, grew out of military officers with the PLA general staff, his job right before this was running an organization that is widely recognized by you know Western government as a front for Chinese military intelligence. So these are not random. These are not Chinese businessmen running potato chip factories these are guys that are wedded to the Chinese intelligence espionage complex. And the Bidens are taking money from them. Uh, And the notion or even the suggestion that this is just some kind of innocent thing, um, to me, just strikes me as laughable. And so I think that makes it very different uh, from some of the other things we've seen.
1: Peter, can you help us understand, we talk a lot about Hunter and the laptop and and about Joe Biden's brothers. What do we actually know about Joe Biden's involvement in this? Do we know anything beyond the dad and, you know, dad sitting with me here and the big guy stuff? Could you talk about it? Yes. Yes. No, great question. Um, So we know uh, despite uh, Joe Biden's uh,
2: uh, initial claims when the story came out, he said, I've never met with any of his business uh, partners. He continues to insist on that. Uh, we know that's categorically not true. We know, for example, I talk about this in in uh, in Red Handed, um, that in 2011, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, there was a group of Chinese uh, uh, businessmen, uh, CCP members, uh, who went to the White House uh, and met privately with Joe Biden. Uh, and again, they, they, they tried to mask and conceal this. So, for example, we know that according to the White House visitors log, that this delegation did, in fact, go into the White House. But the official schedule did not talk about any kind of meeting with Joe Biden, the vice president. If you look at the laptop, there are emails where they're discussing trying to set up a meeting. And then if you look at Chinese social media accounts of people that are part of that delegation, you find out that lo and behold, they did, in fact, meet with the vice president of the United um, and these were people that Hunter Biden either wanted to do business with and or ended up doing business with. We know that Joe Biden met with um, Burisma officials. That's confirmed in the laptop. Um, you have, of course, lurking this FBI document allegations that, that Joe Biden talked to Burisma executives about a $5 million payment. I don't know a lot about that. But the point is uh, unequivocally: the evidence is clear that while he was vice president of the United States, Joe Biden was meeting with Hunter Biden's business partners and/or prospective business partners, uh, and that was part of the deal, and has always been part of the deal. We also know that in a lot of the correspondence that he has with uh, foreign officials in China and in Ukraine, he repeatedly emphasizes in those emails these deals are important to me and my family, Uh, he's clearly, I think, sending, tipping his hat to the fact that his father wants this deal to happen. So I think the notion that Joe Biden didn't know about these deals, that he played no role, is just simply not supported by the evidence. I think the evidence is pretty overwhelming.
0: Senator Grassley said that there are a bunch of recordings by the head of Burisma, I believe it is, right, the, yeah. the, of his conversations with Hunter Biden and also apparently with their recordings of Joe Biden. Do, what do we know about that?
2: So we know that, that a, a source um, that is highly respected by the FBI, the FBI had paid this source, I think it was $200,000 over the last decade for various tips. Uh, in 2020, came in and said that they had had a conversation with a uh, for the former head of Burisma, a gentleman who I now believe is probably living in Monaco. Um, and it's interesting, by the way, this is kind of a executive um, who is pro-Russian. Um, he's not a, a, a pro-Western Ukrainian. He's pro-Russian. Uh, and, and in this uh, document, this FBI source says that uh, the head of the company, Burisma, told him that he had conversations with Hunter and with Joe Biden, two of them with Joe Biden, in which they uh, asked for and received uh, uh, $10 million, $5 million, uh, for Joe, $5 million for Hunter, um, for the purposes of being helpful to Burisma. Now, there are a couple things that are interesting about this. Um, number one, uh, we know from the laptop that Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States during this time, was carrying around a phone that was paid by Hunter Biden's business. Um, And it was an AT&T phone. We have the phone number. I have reason to believe the House Oversight Committee is going to subpoena those phone records. Uh, But he was carrying around this phone, and it served as a back-channel means of communication Uh, for Joe Biden to talk to people without it being a personal private phone and without it certainly being a government phone. That's the first thing. Uh, The second thing uh, we know is that Joe Biden, when he allegedly had this conversation with the head of Burisma, was in a position to do lots of favors uh, for Burisma. One of those, of course, centers around this issue of firing this prosecutor or forcing the firing of this prosecutor Uh, that was investigating Burisma at the time. But let's also remember that Joe Biden was the point person on U.S. policy towards Ukraine. He was appointed to that position by President Obama. And in that position, he had some $500 million in USAID money that was going to go towards infrastructure projects for Ukrainian energy production. Burisma was a beneficiary of some of those funds. So all of this, um, I think, is quite interesting, deserves further investigation. Uh, And if the early indications from Grassley are correct, that the FBI did not do anything with this information, they didn't talk to anybody, they didn't try to pursue it, 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 it is absolutely mind-boggling, if that's the case.
1: I'm sorry, I'm just listening to all of this in in shock, Peter. (laughs) And Donald Trump has done plenty to get himself in trouble. Uh, And as Mark and I have said, deservedly so. But if Donald Trump had done any of this, can you imagine the coverage? How do you rate, you know, as you look at how the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal are covering these issues, I only think back to that, that, you know, no, the laptop must be Russian disinformation letter uh, that was sent by a group of absolutely top-level former intelligence officials. How is the established mainstream media covering these issues?
2: Generally, it's been non-existent. Um, There are a couple of exceptions. Catherine Herridge uh, at CBS News is doing uh, great work on this. Uh, She has a great story out on these whistleblowers that's detailed, that's unequivocal. Uh, But if you are somebody who relies on uh, network television, MSNBC or CNN, and you read the Washington Post and New York Times. Um, if you were to wake up and hear about this story, based on what the whistleblowers are saying, what the what the you know primary source uh, evidence shows, you'd be absolutely shocked because you've heard about none of this. Um, when when I first exposed the deals in China back in 2018, uh, I had lunch in New York with a New York Times reporter who covers China, who does very very good work. Uh, and, um, you know, he said, you know, this is really interesting. And he said, if if Joe Biden runs for president, we are absolutely going to cover this. They never did. Of course. Um, so that's an enormous, uh, this is an enormous problem. And if you look at the approval ratings of various institutions in America, uh, one of the lowest, if not the lowest, uh, is the news media. It's now below Congress based on the last few results. And I think part of that is, the fact that people recognize they're not even trying anymore uh, to cover the most important stories and even spin them. They're just ignoring them. Um, And I think that is ultimately to their detriment and, of course, to the detriment of the country.
0: So that's the media. Talk a little bit about the FBI cover-up of this, because there's, you know, these whistleblower revelations are not just the revelations about what we know about Hunter, but about the efforts to suppress this investigation within the Department of Justice, and the, yeah. the, there was one scene where an assistant U.S. attorney warned the, the Biden campaign that they, were, they might search a storage shed, uh, they wanted to bring <laughs> felony charges, uh, but they were pushed yeah. down to misdemeanors. I mean, talk, talk about what we've learned about what's happening within within the Justice Department from these whistleblowers.
2: Yeah, I mean, a couple of really, I think, shocking um, things come through. Number one, um, that there were efforts to simply obtain information as part of a criminal investigation, right? You, you issue subpoenas, you issue search warrants. These experienced investigators with the IRS um, uh, suggested, look, we, he's got this storage facility. He's probably got records there. We need to get it. Um, a Justice Department official said, uh, yeah, you probably have grounds, but there's no way that's ever going to be issued. Um, in another case, they pressed the a, 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 a possibility of a search warrant for um, something on uh, Joe Biden's uh, personal home, which is where Hunter Biden spends a lot of time. Uh, it came back. Uh, again, that's not likely to be um, something that's going to happen. The IRS agents pressed the matter and at that point the justice department official called hunter biden's lawyer and said uh we may be issuing a search warrant uh in other words tipping off the subject of the search warrant through their lawyer that this was going to happen um you know this is stunning stuff um according to the whistleblowers uh the u.s attorney out of delaware wanted to charge hunter biden with FARA violations the foreign agents registration act and in my mind, if you look at the people that have been prosecuted with that, Republicans and Democrats, and by the way, I'm supportive of that. Hunter Biden clearly was engaged in the same behavior. In fact, on the laptop at one point, you know, Hunter Biden's trying to set up a meeting for foreign nationals with government officials, and one of his partners says, uh, "We probably under ought to register under FARA for this, right?" And of course, they never did, and it was ignored. Well, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, looking into this, wanted to charge Hunter Biden in Washington, D.C. on this, and he was rebuked. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, So it's a series of things that clearly seem to be designed to protect Hunter Biden. Uh, And I think what it is incumbent upon Congress to do is Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice officials that are named, and described in detail uh, in these um, whistleblower complaints, uh, need to be, need to come before Congress under oath and answer these questions. And let's remember Congress has the power of the purse. Uh, and I think they need to be clear that until they come clean to this, DOJ is not going to get a penny, uh, out of the House of Representatives in the next budget, uh, until they come clean. I think it's that important and that necessary. Um, and it's just a question of whether the Republicans have the guts to do that on Capitol Hill.
1: Well, I don't, I'm not sure that all Republicans have the guts, but what I worry about with this is a little bit like Whitewater, not in the sense that there's an analogy with the crime, but that there's a certain complexity to this that eludes people. Right, that you know the okay, Hunter laptop, you know. Oh yeah, he didn't pay his taxes. You know. Oh yeah, uh, I guess there are a couple of a bunch of foreign peoples, names. Yeah, sort just of foreigners yep. trying to Eyes glaze right, over, right, exactly. And that that is that is truly what I worry about. That there is not an ease of understanding. He did not pick up the phone and call, you know, the, the head of the Communist Party in China and say, "Give me five million dollars, or I'll do this," <laughs> uh, in the style of people who we've become accustomed to I mean do you think that justice gets seen in this matter at any point it depends what you mean by justice in terms of
2: criminal charges I, I don't know I'm not a lawyer it certainly seems that there are charges that can be brought and let's remember this plea agreement that Hunter Biden uh, struck with the Delaware prosecutor is going to be reviewed by a judge at sentencing the judge can reject that if the judge and I believe the judge in this case is the Trump appointee um, the judge can look at this and say, in light of what I am reading from these whistleblowers, I'm rejecting this plea agreement. Um, that is certainly a possibility. But, you know, for me, it, it, it's, it's more important that the individual, that the information come out. Certainly you want, you know, whatever laws were violated to be. For me, it is important for the American people, for our government and our media to know and understand precisely what happened here. And on those grounds, I think you're right. This is a very complicated story. On those grounds, I am cautiously optimistic. There was a recent uh, Harris-Harvard uh, poll uh, that asked uh, uh, the American people, You know, do you believe that Joe Biden might have engaged in criminal conduct um, involving his uh, family's businesses? Uh, 57% of people said yes, including a majority of independents. Um, that that is a sea change from where we were just a couple of years ago. So I think it's uh, I think it's headed in the right direction.
0: Let me ask you I'll summarize this because you know as Danny says I think you're right. People's eyes glaze over. There's so many foreign names. There's strange companies. There are ties. It's like you know trying, trying to follow a uh, an organization chart of the United Nations uh, <laughs> to, to understand all these flows. <laughs> and they necessarily make it complex because it's made to make it hard to follow. If you're sitting down at home with your mom. And she's and, you know, you're writing a book on this and you're reporting on it. And she says, I don't I can't follow all this. Just explain to me the, the thrust of what what this story is. How would you answer that
2: question? Uh, the thrust of the story is that uh, foreign uh, connected um, businessmen linked to foreign intelligence services uh, were sending tens of millions of dollars uh, to the Biden family. Uh, and there was no business or service performed for those funds. Um, what exactly is going on here. That's what I would that's do. I would, right. I would, I would, I, oh,
1: and wait, I, let me add a little asterisk to that. And they didn't apparently pay taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to be bribed and another thing not to give the IRS its chunk of change. <laughs> right. It's what, What's the old saying? That's how they got
2: Al Capone, right? They got him on failing to pay taxes. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it is it is a, it is a big question that should be asked at every White House press conference every time Joe Biden appears, which is your family received this money. It's clear. I mean, you might dispute it, but the facts are clear. What did they get that money for? What did they get that money for? Um, and, and have him answer that question. Um, and I think the bottom line is there is no honest uh, answer to that question. And that's the problem. And that's the concern. Uh, And I think we need to, as we raise this issue, get out of the framework of the quid pro quo of the corruption. Um, As I said, it's not always a quid pro quo. Sometimes it's a retainer. uh, Sometimes it's a gift. I'll put that in quotation marks with the expectation of favorable treatment, all of which is highly damaging and dangerous.
1: What you need to do is write you should write a book about this. No, no, no. No, no you should write for, for the Wall Street Journal or for for somebody. You need to write the Idiot's Guide to the purchase, yeah. the Chinese purchase of the Biden family. <laughs> well, I appreciate
2: that. That's great advice.
1: <laughs> hey, you can always come to me. Yeah, when, Peter, when... Peter
0: doesn't produce enough material for us. You know? <laughs> it's like, this is like his eighth book on corruption. <laughs> <laughs> he went after the Clintons. He went after a lot of Republicans and, and he's got and he's got the goods on the Bidens too. Hey Peter, thank you so much. I know this is, we got you uh, on short notice on a
2: very busy day. We're really grateful for you. Thanks
1: time. tons. you were great. It, it was
2: a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me guys. Take, Take care. care. I feel dirty.
1: You should shower more.
0: I, I feel gross. I mean, just, just like, you know, I feel like we just waded into a knee-high and muck of corruption. And I just, and I don't feel like, except for people like Peter, who are who just relentlessly investigating this and writing books about it, and a few newspapers here and there, um, and a few tr- intrepid journalists, I don't feel like anybody's determined to get to the bottom of this. You know, th- thank God. Congress is holding this, uh, their feet well, to the fire. Well, this is
1: the collapse of journalism, and that's really We've been talking about the Bidens today, and we talk, but we've, this has become a theme. It is that and, and I actually have talked to friends of mine, journalist friends of mine, who agree entirely about this. Journalists no longer see themselves as muckrakers. They no longer see themselves as avatars of truth. They see themselves as on a political mission. Their mission is to ensure the supremacy of the of one particular ideology, of one particular political party. And you see this when you go to journalism schools and you talk to people. They're not learning anymore about how to write articles or how to or how to frame a lead or how they are learning about they are learning about how to educate the public about what they need to understand. And that's it. It is a part of our democracy that is in shocking decline and that nobody seems to care about.
0: So just to give you, put numbers to that sentiment you just had, according to a Pew Research Center survey published recently, 76% of Americans believe the media should strive to give equal coverage to all sides of an issue, but 55% majority of journalists disagree. The disdain for even-handed reporting is even worse among younger journalists, those left-wheeling outlets. Sixty-three percent of reporters age 18 to 29 say both sides do not deserve equal coverage, as do 69 percent of journalists who say their outlet's audience leans left. By contrast, 57 percent of reporters who say their outlet has right-leaning audience think the profession should strive for equal coverage. Um, there, There's just a collapse in the journal on journalistic ethics
1: and integrity. Um, and
0: integrity, and there's a collapse in trust in the media. The polls show that more Americans who think that our democracy is under threat think that it's under threat from the media than think it's under threat from Donald Trump.
1: And Media yet is this isn't a day. cause of concern. Yeah. This is not a cause of concern uh, in the halls of journalistic power. This is not a cause of concern at the top newspapers in the country, not at the top cable networks in the country. And you know something? If people started thinking that, um, that the work that think tanks did was garbage, we would be up in arms here. Yeah. We would be beside ourselves, worried about, uh, uh, about our currency. Did. About our currency. This is, this is your coin. This is your work. This is your honor. Right, this is your integrity that people believe has been corrupted, and yet there's absolutely no alarms in the halls of journalistic power. You know, this this Hunter Biden story. Yes, it's complicated. Yes, the Biden story is difficult. Yes, a lot of Chinese names are involved, and it's not easy to get them straight. I I understand that, but at the end of the day, this is a story about such brazen corruption that and he, and he's gotten away with it.
0: He's gotten away and he's getting away with it. And Hunter Biden's definitely getting away with it because he's going to plead to a misdemeanor. Peter raised the question that the judge can throw out the plea deal. Let's hope he does. And the other thing is, Peter suggested that some of these uh, Justice Department officials uh, need to get called up to Congress to testify. I think now that if this plea deal is taken and Hunter Biden's uh, no longer faces legal jeopardy, he ought to be called up to testify before Capitol Hill. They should read him that that email and say, was your father in fact sitting next to you? Get the documentation. We should have, you know, remember how much they, how they were so desperate to get Donald Trump's tax returns, yeah. right? Yeah. They were so desperate to get Donald Trump's tax returns, I would think that they would be just as desperate to find out whether there's any trail of money going between uh, between J- Hunter Biden and, and his father. If Hunter gave his father a dime, when you're getting tens of millions of dollars from from China and Russia and corrupt dictators around the world, uh, then that money they, you can't say, oh, it just you know it's just uh, it just happened to be. It's not it's not that money. We 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 need, we need to get to the bottom of this.
1: So you know this question about Biden's tax returns, we're, uh, uh, Newsweek explains it all away from us. Well, yeah, they had they you know the the Bidens earned 10 million bucks, but he he wrote a book and 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 he was given speeches, and it's not at all unusual. In fact, there are a lot of politicians, Newsweek tells us, that make even more from their books and speeches. So why are we even worried about that $10 million? Isn't that That's just so weird. It's so ridiculous of us. I mean, we have journalistic outlets. Now, admittedly, Newsweek was sold for a dollar, I think, so it's not exactly a serious journalistic outlet. But why are we asking these questions? We have them actually running cover for the Bidens. Yeah.
0: We've we got to get to the bottom of this. We've got to get to the bottom of what happened. Two things we have to get to the bottom of: one, what happened? Did Joe Biden take any of this money, and is he is he in any way uh, compromised by it? And second of all, we got to get to the bottom of this double standard of justice. You know, it's it's a, you compare the sweetheart deal with that, you know, that Hunter Biden got here when we know that the prosecutors, uh, U.S. attorney wanted for uh, felony charges, and that was overruled. Compare that to the Trump. Uh, indictment, And then also the Durham report, which detailed not just the fact that the Russia collusion investigation should have never happened, but has a whole section on the disparate treatment of the Clintons and the investigation of the Clinton Foundation. It's like the, the, no matter what happens, it's like Democrats uh, get, get off and Republicans get to get investigated and Republicans get indicted and Democrats don't get indicted. and And they want us to believe it's just a coincidence. And most Americans aren't buying it. And I'm not buying it and we need to get answers. Totally
1: agree. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Take, Take care. care.
0: Let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. You can get in touch with the show by emailing us at whatthehell at AEI.org.
1: Or you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at D Pletka. And I'm at Mark Thiessen. That's Mark with a C. Please rate and review the podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, share it, comment on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this.
0: Thanks for listening.